0: this is Joshua chapter five, and this is uh, after they cross, and uh, we, we're gonna get to Jericho eventually. Amen. We've been enjoying not getting to Jericho. We? <laughs>
1: We've
0: been enjoying not getting to Jericho. I don't even talk about Jericho when we get to it. Let's just go on past Jericho and get going because <laughs> we already know what's gonna happen. Right. Yeah, but it's amazing all that beauty of God's power for crossing. Sustaining. So today, like I told you last time, we're going to talk about sustaining. God's power in sustaining. Laquad. See, see, when you're see when going to conquer something, when you're going to, to, to take something, you're going to need somebody to sustain you during the battle. Absolutely. So during our battle, we count on the Lord sustaining us. Mm-hmm. During our trials and tribulations, we count on the Lord sustaining us. What Jeremy was saying, he's counting on the Lord to sustain him. Amen. <laughs> and we're counting on the Lord to continue to sustain us because again, he's faithful. Yes. and That's the key to it. We're not just believing just to believe We're believing in the God that created heaven and the universe. We believe in the God that's hanging the world on nothing. We believe and trust the God that he says the world is his footstool. Yes. He said the fullest thereof is his. We're trusting in that God who cannot lie. And for you, as we talk God and talk word of God, we can sustain each other. It's only when we talk about God and the word of God can we give the power of God to the people that we talk to. Mm-hmm. We can give our opinion out of your opinion no good because your opinion will change with the vote. <laughs> okay? Who would offer your opinion to change? But understanding that God's words never changes. And since his word never changes, that's the word I want to count on. Okay. Even when I don't agree and I don't understand, I know his word is true and I'm alive. So the problem is never with God, it's always with me. It's my lack of understanding, my lack of surrendering, my lack of being obedient to God's word that causes me and you the most problems. Let's say amen to that one. Because we do get in trouble when we are disobedient. And let me tell you something that I've learned. The closer I walk with God, the more I can't be disobedient.
1: Because what ends up happening
0: is the closer you get to him, he's gonna chastise you right away. So don't get close to God if you don't want to be chastised. Because the closer you walk with him, you just ain't gonna get away with stuff you used to get away with you like, dad going to God, you, He say, but you know better now. Right, 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 right. You know better now. You, there's no excuse that we read in Romans. He says, man, was without excuse. Yeah. Yeah. Man, you're without excuse. He said it several times. You're without excuse. And if you keep on making excuses, you know what? Turn you over turn, turn. to your own lust and desire. Turn you uh-huh. over. The Bible says in that when you're drawn away from God, you're drawn away by your own lust and desire. Don't blame God, like Adam did. Talking about just the gift that you gave me, the woman that you gave me. It was Adam's lack of attentiveness. Yes, Eve got deceived, but Adam was responsible. And the closer you get to God, you're going to be accountable and responsible for every idle word and every decision that you make. Every decision that you make has a consequence. Consequence is neither good nor bad. It's neutral. You can have good consequences and bad consequences. But when you make a decision, there's going to be some fruit. So you got to make better decisions so you can have better fruit. You can't expect apples. You can't plant apples and get bananas. And you can't plant bananas and get watermelons. You get what you plant. You reap what you sow. So let's look at this. We're talking about God's sustained power. I won't be before you long. We got a long day ahead of us. Amen. So let's read. verse uh, J- Joshua chapter 5, verse 6 through 11, I believe.
1: 6.
0: B- B- but- B- Go ahead.
1: For the people of Israel, walked, for the people of Israel walked forty years in the wilderness until all the nation, the men of war who came out of Egypt, perished because they did not obey the voice of the Lord.
0: So disobedience caused you to what? Stay in the wilderness. We talked about that.
1: Yeah.
0: Disobedience. What was the event that caused them to perish? Was the spy event? When he sent the twelve spies out, ten came back with a bad report two came back with a good report and everybody from a certain age up perished because the people that God trusted to bring back a good report came back a report that was negative. Only two people came back with a good report and trusted God, Joshua and Caleb. Because what happens when we depend upon God, we want God to show us everything. As Karen, We've learned it. God don't have to show us everything. God just say, trust me. If I said that you're going to have it, did you trust that you're going to have it? Don't look at the obstacle, look at the God. Yeah. See, I'm not looking at what's before us when it's time for us to make our move. I'm looking at the goodness that's going to come from it. Come on. I know there's going to be issues. Yeah. I know there's going to be challenges. But just like them, I don't want to come back with a bad report and then God say, okay, you're going to perish right here. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> mm-hmm. No, if we ain't perishing right here. We're moving forward. Amen. Mm-hmm. And see, when I say perish right here, I mean sometimes don't think of here geographically. Think about how you perish in your mind when you don't bring out a good report. You always looking for the negative. You're not really being critical thinking. Because me and V talk about this all the time. You're not, you're not, you're not thinking critically, you're just thinking negatively. There's a difference. Critical thinking means that you're gonna find a solution. Negative thinking, you just drop negativity and you just keep on rolling. I don't really like talking to people, and and, and Stacey would tell you, I don't like talking to people who just have negative things to say and don't have a solution. Mm. You're wasting my time. I need you to bring the negative and the solution. If you ain't thought about the solution, why you hanging on the negative so much? Have y'all met people do that? They don't have no solutions, but they always got something to say. See, I cut them off. I'm a fool. And if you listen to them long enough, you'll realize that they're fools. But in this, in this group, in this particular passage, we see that God is explaining that these people perished because they were disobedient. Mm-hmm. And don't you perish because you'd be disobedient. God hasn't changed. Amen. He gave them free will to make a decision what kind of report to give back. That's what I'm understanding talking about the God of the Old Testament. Same <laughs> God. God didn't say, you better bring back a good report. He said, go see. Right. And you come back and tell me what you see. And all they focused on was what they couldn't understand was the giants. And too focused on is just like you said, God, milk, honey, provisions, everything we need. We love it over there. Oh, giants, okay, that's part of the plan. But, you know, that's how you got to look at the obstacles. Because that's the thing you're going to conquer. See, that's what they're about to do now. They're about to conquer. So if you're going to conquer, you got to have something to conquer, right? You're not just going to conquer itself. You have people, you have places, Boundaries, borders, you got to conquer. And the biggest border that stops you from conquering is in your mind. That stops you from going forward because you think about all the negative things. Read.
1: The Lord swore to them that he would not let them see the land that the Lord had sworn to their fathers to give to us, a land flowing with milk and honey. Mm -hmm. So it was their children whom he raised up in their place that Joshua circumcised.
0: So these are the children. So God will never his word let his word come back void so if you be disobedient he'll skip you and the promise will go to your children or your children's children so you have to remember you are a progenitor of people so when God tells you something you might not get it but your children gonna get it and the reason why you don't get it is because you're disobedient in the time that you live but if God says your family you're gonna have this he you may be disobedient it may go to your children or your grandchildren. So, thank God for promises because he will always keep them. He doesn't, he's not confined by time. So, since he's not confined by time and you are, that thing that he speaks over your life, if you don't react to it the way he's supposed to, can be passed on. Thank God for that. Thank God the blessing towards my family don't stop with me and my disobedience. Amen. Amen. I can go forward and realize if he said this for my family, then it's going to happen even when I'm disobedient. Because the Bible says in Romans, even if they was unfaithful, he was faithful. So we thank God for that. Read.
1: For they were uncircumcised Mm -hmm. because they had not been circumcised on the way. Mm -hmm. When the circumcising of the whole nation was finished, they remained in their places in the camp until
0: they were healed. So this is the circumcision. And I don't want to spend no time on that because that could be a whole other subject. But see, this is preparing them to go in like like they came out, meaning that good Jews were circumcised. These were children. During the wilderness moment, sometimes religious practices stopped. Okay? But to go forward into the land, they have to be whole. And everybody has to be on one accord. So circumcision was a way to make them on one accord. Okay? All good Jews, supposedly, get circumcised on the eighth day. Okay? Jesus got circumcised on the eighth day. Paul talks about he got circumcised on the eighth day. So we thank God for that circumcision. But again, when we go into this, this, this crossing and we're about to go to battle, everybody had to be uniformed and in unity. There is no victory without unity. There is no victory without uniforms and the uniformity for them was circumcision. All the males had to be circumcised. Read.
1: And the Lord said to Joshua, today I have rolled away the reproach of Egypt from you. Mm-hmm. And so the name of that place is called Gilgal to this day.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: While the people of Israel were encamped at Gilgal, they kept the Passover on the 14th day of the month in the evening on the plains of Jericho. Mm-hmm. And the day after the Passover, on that very day, they ate at the produce of the land, unleavened cakes and parched grain. hmm and the manna ceased the day after they ate of the produce of the land.
0: Stop. So once they crossed and ate of the land, the provision that God gave them in the wilderness ceased. And now he was gonna sustain them in the land with the milk and honey that he had promised. Amen. Don't let that go of your head. Uh-huh. Don't let that go of your head. Don't miss that. Don't 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 miss that. God said, Okay, I'm gonna provide for you all in the wilderness. By the night, a pillar of fire. By the day, a cloud. I covered you completely to prepare you for when you cross over. When you cross over, you're not on your own, but you've got to do some things for yourself. See, God wants you to understand sometimes there's a partnership. You gotta do your part. You just can't rely on God to do his part and just say, well, if it's God's will. We use that too much and we forget. See, when we say that, some people say that and they don't do nothing. Well God, well, God is. God wills it. Yeah. What well, then? What you here for?
1: <laughs>
0: if you are a leader in God's church, which you all are because you're Christians, why can't you make a decision? No, you won't. In God will. I don't want to deal with that because that'll cause a whole bunch of problems. You the problem solver. God ordained you to be the leader. Mm-hmm. Leader's job is to deal with tough situations. Yeah. Yeah. We pray and act. We, we walk by faith. So I'm standing still in faith, and I'm not dealing with stuff. What he did there is telling him, Joshua, this is what's going to happen. You're going to cross over. We're going to stop feeding you the welfare of God, and now you're going to dine on what I prepared for you in enemy territory. Right? What, what scripture talks about? Let's say something in one of them Psalms. Mm-hmm. They repressed the table before my. Mm-hmm. See? So God ain't gonna leave you. He's just gonna prepare a table right in the middle of your enemy camp. Ooh, Jesus! That's why I say thank you, because He's gonna prepare that place for me in the midst of my enemies, and He's gonna anoint my head with oil, and my cup is gonna run over. So after I go to war, He's gonna feed me, and then He's gonna anoint me. <laughs> See, that's why I like God. See, that whole psalm, and I didn't want to read it today, but that whole psalm is about God's sustaining power. Think about it. God is my shepherd. Yeah. I shall not want. Why? Because you be a sustained. He making me to lie down in green pastures. We're comfortable. You being sustained. Amen. That whole psalm that whole is about the sustaining, loving power of God. Oh, yeah. He's gonna keep you. Mm. You don't have to worry about being kept, so why not do the hard thing? Why not go conquer? Why not move forward? Why stay stuck and stale when you can move forward? That's the problem with churches now. we stuck in so much ritual that we can't move forward. We think we're doing something. And it ain't nothing but us forward no more. All we got is some cousin Joe joining. But we ain't got nobody in the neighborhood. Thank God for walking truth. We have an international ministry. We're reaching hundreds of thousands of people every day. Last count, I'm at 275,000 listeners to the show. To our preaching, to our teaching, to our exhortation. They love it. Without the misfits, it just, I wanted them to feel the love that they always give me. I know Karen felt it last night. They count on us. We're not scared to take on any challenge. We're going to pray our way through it. We're going to praise our way through it. And we're going to make some decisions Because God has put us in charge To make decisions He said we're the head and not the tail How can you be the head and don't make no decisions you let your tail make decisions for you But as they cross over There's decisions that have to be made And Joshua is the man to make them But where Caleb is? Caleb was right by Joshua's side He could have been the one too but Caleb was happy just to be a number two. Yeah. Caleb was faithful to Joshua. Wasn't no getting mad at what, Joshua's fit, what Joshua told him to do and then leaving. He mm-hmm. stayed with him. Yeah. And he was blessed because he's Caleb. Not only do we need some Joshua's, I need some Caleb's up in here. Amen. That are supporting the vision that we have here. Not my I have, that we have here. Yes. Amen. So let's go, let's go forward in time. Because what happens, we talked about this. 40 years in the wilderness, you forget stuff, and it becomes just a story to you. Mm-hmm. Joshua and Caleb is the only one in their family, is the only one that experienced parting of the Red Sea, not parting of the Jordan. But for the rest of them, it was just a story. Them children. That a story grandpa told. Them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And grandpa ain't even here. <laughs> so these are stories that are told. It's not real. Think about what happened 40 years ago. Some people in this room. When you bring up Martin Luther King and Malcolm X, they have no clue. And for us, that'd, that'd be impossible. Right. They know of them, but really don't know them. Mm-hmm. They know of the struggle, but they really don't. But the thing about it is it was real. Mm-hmm. And God wants to always bring back to our remembrance what was really good. Okay? But well, let's move forward. Let's go to Nehemiah. Let's see what Nehemiah said down the line. Let's go to Nehemiah. Let's see, I want to start at, uh, start at verse 11. What's that? I'm sorry. Nehemiah chapter nine. Nehemiah 9,
1: 11. And you divided the seed before them, so that they went to... Hold on, no,
0: go back up to nine. Start at nine. Okay, Nehemiah 9, 9.
1: Mm-hmm. And you saw the affliction of our fathers in Egypt and heard their cry at the
0: Red Sea. Now, Nehemiah is telling the story after the fact. Now, he's not reminding God. He's reminding himself. God already knows. But you don't let know God like God like for him, you to speak back his word to him. So he's reminding himself, but he's talking to God. Go ahead.
1: And performed signs and wonders against Pharaoh and all his servants and all the people of his land, for you knew that they acted arrogantly against our fathers. Mm-hmm. And you made a name for yourself as it is to this day.
0: So that's what Rahab did. Rahab heard about Jesus, heard about God, didn't she? Mm-hmm. And she acted accordingly. And all them villages heard about God when they crossed over Jordan. Eleven miles of villages. Saw God, Can you imagine just sitting there fishing with your fishing pole in the water, and all of a sudden the water starts going backwards, mm-hmm. and it goes past you, and your floater falls to the ground, and you're looking over the bank like, where's the water? And you look to the <laughs> left, and the water's heaped up half a mile high, and oh, yeah. it's now I think about the power of this. It was high, but it didn't go wide because it didn't flood none of the villages. Right. Think about what kind of power that is. Because normally water seeks its own level, so if you push it back, it goes this way. But this time, God held it in the boundaries, and then not one village gets flooded. Amen. Amen. Go ahead.
1: And you divided the sea before them, Mm -hmm. so that they went through the midst of the sea on dry land, Mm -hmm. and you cast their pursuers into the depths as a stone into mighty waters. Mm. By a pillar of cloud you led them in the day, and by a pillar of fire in the night, to light for them the way in which they should go.
0: This is the sustaining power of God. Just protect, think of sustaining them. Day, cloud. Night, fire. Always leading them, always sustaining them, always feeding them. All right, go ahead. You came
1: down on Mount Sinai and spoke with them from heaven Mm -hmm. and gave them right rules and true laws, good statutes and commandments. And you made known to them your holy Sabbath and commanded them commandments and statutes and a law by Moses, your servant. Mm-hmm. You gave them bread from heaven for their hunger and brought water for them out of the rock for their thirst.
0: Sustaining power. Yes. Fell and took care of their thirst. Go ahead.
1: And you told them to go in to possess the land that you had sworn to give them. Mm hmm. But they and our fathers acted presumptuously and stiffened their neck and did not obey your commandments.
0: Here we go. They Here we go. Hold on. Here we go. He did all this to sustain you, mm. to bought cross, and after a little while you get presumptuous as if God has to continue to do what he did mm. without your participation. Mm. Wow. That's, what you do, saints. That's how they up in the wilderness all the time. You end up in the wilderness because you don't appreciate what God has done for you. Amen. And your response is not according to scripture. Jesus says, come to me, all who thirst, and I will give them drink. Believe upon me as the scripture has said, and out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. He fed them with that. He, when they was thirsty, he gave them to drink. But what happens is we get presumptuous and we expect God to continue to do what he did the way he did it yesterday. And that's why churches are failing today. They hung on to yesterday, and God has moved from yesterday to today. He's a progressive God. He's not a regressive God. He doesn't want you to go back to old-time religion. He don't want you to go to religion at all. There is no such thing as a good old day. Every day that God brings a son is a good day. Yesterday is gone. Why do we keep looking back when we need to look forward? Why do we keep looking back as we get older versus trying to bring the young folk in and let them do what they need to do? God has brought us this far by faith. Then he's going to bring them in by faith and take them to another level. I am in no presumption that I'm going to be the one to take walking truth as far as they need to go. That's up to God. (laughs) But our job is to do what we can while we're here. Because He sustained us. And just like he fed them, he'll feed us. Just like he gave us drink, this gave him drink, He'll give us a drink, but we have to decide what our purpose is and how we post act. Presumption means you got lazy. Yeah. I'm just going to sit and God going to bring him to the door. He said, I'm going to make you fishermen. Let me tell you this. If you don't put a bait in the water, you're going to catch any fish.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: If you don't put a net in the water, you're going to catch any fish. Ooh. So then why would you presume that God going to have the fish jump into your boat? <laughs> That's what churches do. Yeah. They tell everybody, look at the door. And people look back. there are gonna be people coming in. That's gonna be sick. They're gonna be ugly. They're gonna be this and they're gonna be that. And we a hospital. No, you ain't your mortuary. Your mausoleum. You were dead saints. Stop being saints and come to die. And they think they're doing something. Any? Do you know the statistic? Is a thousand churches closed every day in America? Thousand Why are they closing Because they're not moving forward it, God it has no promise To walk the truth That we'll be around for 45 years Or even tomorrow It's a day by day thing It depends on our obedience If we disobedient why does she keep us around Okay They were disobedient All right, and Nehemiah They were disobedient Okay, read it. just a little bit more of that.
1: They refused to obey mm-hmm. and were not mindful of the wonders that you performed <coughs> among them.
0: Not mindful, just took it for granted. Mm-hmm. Go ahead.
1: But they stiffened their neck and mm-hmm. appointed a leader to return to their slavery in Egypt.
0: Who's that leader? that appointed to return their slavery? Who was it? <laughs> no, they appointed. Oh, Saul. So- so- they elected Saul as their leader and returned to an Egyptian type of mind. Yeah, they did. Mm-hmm. But after Saul was appointed, they became enslaved to, because first the slavery thing was, we want a king like everybody else. Right, right, right. And God told them, you didn't need a king. Yeah, mm-hmm. Not right now. But I want to be like everybody else. So they sat down, they all voted. And what they vote on? The one who was the tallest and the prettiest. Mm-hmm. And then the tallest and the prettiest was not strong enough to fight Goliath. Mm-hmm. It took a little shepherd boy yeah. to fight Goliath. And then the Saul wanted to put on, wanted David to fight with his own. You can't fight with a coward's arm, mm-hmm. And you can't fight with a coward church. Because when you're weak and you think you're strong, then you want people to follow you and you know that you shouldn't be followed. you wasting their time. See, I'm under no illusion that a lot of times we waste people's time in church. Because instead of trying to form the Christ in them, we're trying to make them be religious like us. And when they come with something different that you don't understand and it's scriptural, you still fight against it because it's not what you do. Every church has its tradition. and tradition is good, like I've always told y'all. But tradition has its limits. Because the best tradition is the things men think about God. At worst, traditions are heresy. That's why God said he didn't like men's traditions. Because it's elevated men and not God. All this up here in any church is man's tradition. All these big seats, all this here, where do you see that in the Bible? We see quite off in the Bible. We see sitting in the big chair in the Bible. <laughs> we sitting here like kings and potentates. That leads us back to Egypt. Because in Egypt there was a Pharaoh that sat in the chair. The chair don't mean anything. It's the man or woman in that chair, man. and the way they speak about God and what they teach about God, s- teaching has become so superficial. We let the walk of truth. We thank God. That we let the Bible tell us the story. We don't have no preconceived notions. That's being presumptuous. You want to come up with a subject and you want to slam Scripture into it? Uh uh-uh. uh. Let the Scripture tell you the subject. That's the easiest way to do this. Versus going around, hopping around, trying to find scriptures to fit what you're thinking and you don't have no context or understand at all. See, what we're going through now is we call context. So we can get a better interpretation. So we can run with the application. But there's a battle to be fought and that's the battle battle of the mind. The battle of biblical literacy. That's the biggest giant in church. Don't even know what real Bible study is or exegesis or none of that stuff is. All they talk about It's love. Love is fine. but love that's not, not tempered with God's understanding is useless. It needs to be tempered with the word of God. So to be focused as God wants it to be focused. Let's go to John. Let's move forward in history. We know God will sustain us. All right? We know God will sustain us. Let's go to John chapter 6. We know, John, we know God will sustain us. While the time we're in battle. And the battle, the battle, the conquering, the, the taking time is called la croix, right? The, yes, yes. La croix. So right now, saints, we're going to go through la croix. It's time for us to conquer and take. Now, we know we got giants, right? But we don't care about them, right? right. You know why? Because God promised. Right. We're looking at God's promise and not what the obstacle is. Because God looking from way up there and said, that's too, that's too that's small. Is there anything that God can't do? Of course not. But you have to have faith that he can do it. He's not going to just do it because you think he can. You got to believe that he can and walk in that faith. You got to be able to step into the battle like David did and say, okay, I know you're big, but let me get five smooth stones to take care of you. Let me get some stones that have rolled down the river and became smooth. Remember we talked about that? How we're all stones that started at the top and we were jagged and by the time we could be used by God, we roll down and we become the five smooth stones that can be giant killers. You are a giant killer. But you got to walk in it. You got to trust God in it. John 6 and 38. Start there. I'm almost done.
1: For I have come down from heaven. Mm -hmm. Not to do my own will. But the will of him who sent me.
0: So God. So Jesus Jesus talking. He said I didn't come down and do what I want to do. i come down and do what the father wants me to do. Let's see the sustaining power in this. Go ahead.
1: And this is the will of him who sent me. This
0: is the sustaining power of the will who sent me. Go ahead.
1: That I should lose nothing of all that he has given me, Mm -hmm. but raise it up on the last day.
0: So think about this. The sustaining
1: power of God
0: through Jesus, Jesus is telling you, if you want his, you're not going to be lost. (laughs) No matter what you go through, he said, I'm not going to lose one. Some of your Bible says he's not going to lose one. You're not going to be lost. It has nothing to do with how you feel at the time of going through the battle. What he said is, you're not going to lose. Because he can't lose. If he can lose, then you can lose. But since he can't lose, you're going to win. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Real simple stuff. This ain't the super spiritual. This is just what the Bible said. Because if you want one of his, he said, off the Father gives me. I'm not going to lose one. That's why he can leave the 99 and go get the one. Cause the 99 gonna be alright because they laying down in green pastures. <laughs>
1: yeah. He don't
0: leave them in the wilderness. He lays them down on the side. Y'all stay here, I'll be right back. Let me go get Aaron. Let me go get Nancy. Let, let me go get let me let me go get the men. Let, let me go get them and I will be back. You just lay on down and say, God, thank you for putting me somewhere I can eat. The water's right over there. Amen. So God has a sustaining power. When we're ready to conquer. And that's what we got to pray on saints. Ask God to sustain you through the time of conquer. Mm-hmm. Go to Romans 8.38. And 39. I'm done. That. Romans 8.38. Mm-hmm.
1: For I am sure. That neither death nor life. Stop.
0: Are you sure? So don't. You know this is what I say. If you read this scripture. Ask yourself are you sure? Okay. Start all over again. Read.
1: For I am sure Mm -hmm. that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God and Christ Jesus our Lord.
0: Amen. Amen. So what God is saying, there's nothing that can be done externally by an external creature or creation that will separate you from the sustaining power of his love. God's love will sustain you. If you rely on it. But you still have your responsibility and rely on it and still move forward. See, he ain't not on it sitting back. See, when we talk about being still, we got a lesson on that. Being still doesn't mean stop moving. Being still means appreciating the moment that God got you in.
1: Mm.
0: Mm-hmm. See the lazy person says, Bible say be still. <laughs> well, how can the Bible say on one end be still and walk by faith on the other end? So that so that if, if they contradict each other, then the problem is with my interpretation. There you go. So let me make it plain. Being still is being still in the moment of appreciation what God is doing, and then moving forward, walking by faith. Mm-hmm. Because I'm still when I'm in Christ. Because he says. Our life is hidden in him. Mm-hmm. If our life is hidden in him and we can't get beyond him, those who are in him are still in him. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't let that go over your head either. Mm-hmm. You can be still in Christ and be moving forward. Right. You can be still in Christ and not moving forward. But don't opt out to stand still when God wants you to march on. Yeah. He said we're in the army of the Lord. Why put on all that stuff and you ain't going to move forward? <laughs> It can kind of have you sitting there with all this helmet and all this, and you just standing there. <laughs> yeah, you know the fire of the dark will be, be shot at you, but you just gotta block them and keep moving. There you go. Because you're a child of God. Amen. God is so good, He's gonna sustain all of us in this room. And those who believe, the churches who believe, Amen. the children who believe. So look forward to God's sustaining power as you go out this week. Yeah. No matter what you face. No matter what giants before you. No matter what obstacle you face. realize in Christ there is no condemnation. So God's going to sustain you even when those will subject you to condemnation. Amen. The Bible says that he would rather for us to have mercy. Because mercy triumphs over justice. Judgment. So don't be judgmental. Have mercy. And mercy and forgiveness is the way you conquer a giant. Mm -hmm. You know they're giants. They're going to come at you. Go on, forgive them and walk past Mm them. Go on, forgive them and go over. Mm -hmm. Go on, forgive them and go around them. And if if push comes to shove, forgive them and go through. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because
0: nothing's going to stop you if you're in Christ Jesus. Mm -hmm. Let's pray. Oh, Christ, Heavenly Father, I just thank you today. I thank you for your word. I thank you for sustaining us. Now that we have crossed over, now it's time to take. And we're gonna take it all back. Jesus. We're gonna take it all back what the devil has stolen. Yeah. And you have to remember, when Jesus, when God brought them back to the land, you gotta think of the migration. The Lord put in my spirit. Mount Arafat is in Turkey. He migrated them all the way back. And then they lost the land. Then he has to put them back in. Okay? So what I'm saying to you, Lord. As we migrated through the wilderness of having many years of our life, it's time for us to conquer. Amen. It's time for Amen. us to take. Yeah. But it's time for us to get ready for battle and trust you and eat off the fat of the land as we continue to conquer things in front of us. The biggest giant is our mind and our hearts. And let us not be presumptuous. Just because God did it that way yesterday, He has a no new way of doing it today. He conquered your giant from yesterday. You gotta hold him giant today. So God may use a different tactic, but He's still God. Yes. So Lord, we just thank you. thank you. We thank you for this day.
1: Yes.
0: We thank you for this minute, yes. and we thank you for the love that's in walking true. Yes. It's in Jesus' name. I pray. And the church say, Amen. 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 All right, we have two two thirty. Uh, we get to hear Nancy, and uh, we'll go from there. All right. Amen. All righty then. Can I ask, can I say something? Yes, you can. Yeah. An angel. Amen. Angel, let's give a hand for Angel, all right?
1: Come on, Angel. Come on up and say something. First, I'd like to thank you, Pastor. My 47 years living, going to church, I knew of God. But the few weeks that I've been coming here, I've been learning God. So I thank you. I thank you. And because of that, it has gotten me through this situation that I'm dealing with because I, I thought about what I learned here. And I didn't break down when I got that call in the middle of the night from a chaplain telling me my baby was shot. (laughs) See you, Miss Nancy, thank you. You don't know how much it means to me that you came up there. I have no mother. I have no father. I have no
0: sister. I have no brother. Half my family. Hello, this is Pastor Jay with Walker Truth Radio Podcast and Senior Pastor of Walker Truth Christian Fellowship Church. I want to invite all those in the St. Louis metropolitan area to come worship with us every Sunday at 8 a.m. at the Universal Church of Jesus Christ building located at 2301 Wallace Avenue, that's W-A-L-L-I-S Avenue, 63114 in Overland, Missouri. Our Dig Deeper Bible studies are held 11 a.m. and 7 p.m. on Tuesdays. Our Rescue Addiction Recovery class is being held at 7 p.m. on Mondays. We want you to come enjoy the love of God, worship with us, and go line by line and verse by verse as we travel through the Bible. We look forward to seeing you, and one of the things you can leave at home is your wallet. We want you to come sit back, enjoy the fellowship, the love, and the great teaching that goes on at Walking Truth. This is Pastor Jay. I always want you to be encouraged to be blessed, and thank you for considering us as your place of worship. Hello, this is Pastor Jay with Walking Truth Radio Podcast. I'm also the senior pastor of Walking Truth Christian Fellowship Church. I'm asking those who have enjoyed the broadcast, learned, to partner with us and help us acquire our first building. Yes, we're looking forward to moving and growing in the community of St. Louis, Missouri and around the world. And it's time for us to step out on faith and move into our first building where we can continue to do the awesome ministry. That god has called us to do again if you would like to donate please you can go to the support button at the bottom of the screen in the description section or you can go to our walking truth christian fellowship facebook page and go to the fundraiser and follow the prompt We thank you in advance for any donation we are a 5013c church your donation may be tax deductible please check with your accountant there are many other ways to donate too you can mail it to us at Walk in True, 7852 Milan Avenue, St. Louis, Missouri, 63130. Also, you can donate on Cash App at dollar sign WITCFC. We're also on Venmo at James Sutton II at Walk in True. We're also on PayPal, James Sutton II. So I'm looking forward to receiving your donation and you being a blessing to us. But the most important thing is that you continue to pray for us during our time of transition. We thank you in advance, and we pray that you would consider us as a possible place for your donation and your worship. You know what I always say. I always want you to be encouraged to be blessed and be at peace. And remember, always walk in truth. I'll see you on the other side. Peace.